It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. This is your Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program, and my name is Don Crawford, Jr., the grateful owner of this radio station and co-host of this fine program, sensitively seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you, and I'm sitting with my co-host, my friend, my attorney, Dallas Estate Planning Expert, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you today. Psalm 23 says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What does that have to do with the state planning, Don, today during this show? Well, sort of a lot, because we talked about this before the program, and we were lamenting the fact that we have close family or close professional people in our lives that are flirting with death. And I think that springboard into this topic and what Michael wanted to talk today during this program. Yeah, this is uh, ethical wills is our topic today, or legacy letters as well. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting for those who don't know, we were talking before the show, and we were talking about, unfortunately, my brother-in-law is very ill, and um, and Don was telling me about a friend of his that mm-hmm. he had basically written a letter uh, two and uh, you, you can certainly tell them what if you want. It's two, le- two letters to a, an employee in Denver, Colorado, who's got COPD, who smoked for 20 years, and he thought he beat it because I think Michael, there are two organs that can regenerate the liver and the lungs, and apparently his did not regenerate like they should have. And now his doctors have told him he's got weeks to live, which is very sad. Yeah, so, you know, the thing is, we could talk about wills. We all know what a will is. A will is, you know, transferring property uh, generally, and hopefully most people should have a will. Uh, dealing with your assets, a legal document. Uh, most, a lot of people know what a living will. A living will is a living will is an end-of-life type of decision-making document that says, you know, if I'm going to die within six months, or if I'm in a persistent vegetative state, if I, uh, you know, but I might live more than six months, if I have an irreversible condition, uh, most people say I want to die as gently as possible, just like the whole history of mankind. I hate to say going back through the times when people get killed, uh, I say killed or murdered, I shouldn't say that word. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you had an executioner on the chopping block. There you go. They, you give the executioner a tip as the final act because you wanted a swift chop. 
Goodness. Or the guillotine. I know that sounds pretty grotesque. I mm-hmm. apologize. Mm-hmm. But the idea is, is, is awful as that may sound uh, in today's time, uh, the idea was we want to die as gently as possible. Now we have, uh, you know, no cruel and unusual punishment mm-hmm. that we may give somebody an injection to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now there's these, uh, you know, states that are giving more rights to die if you go to or- Oregon or whatever. Uh, but a what, what most people probably do not have, but may, and you don't need an attorney for this, may be, may be more important, and that is an ethical will, an, a will that tells from generation to generation perhaps, or somebody uh, what's important to you, what your values are. And thing, uh, and what you would like them to know. So there's even different, you know, there's, there's come common themes in ethical wills, uh, some meaningful uh, personal or family stories. Uh, there could be lessons learned from uh, your family experience or your regrets. Common themes are also personal values and beliefs, and values and beliefs of your uh, faith, uh, expressions of your love and gratitude, and any apologies. Blessings, dreams, hopes for not only present but future generations, mm-hmm. advice, guidance, request, funeral plans. It could be. This goes back, I might add, uh, to biblical times. Uh, and that's actually its origin. So uh, you go back to Jacob, who said, I don't want to be buried in Egypt, go to Canaan, Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could think about. Uh, in Matthew, uh, Jesus giving uh, blessings to the disciples. Uh, those were basically ethical, willing, you know, saying their last type of whatever they wanted to say mm-hmm. to those people. Uh, of course, you could write, you you wrote a, basically a legacy, not a legacy letter, you wrote a letter of try, please be at peace. peace. You know, a lot of times, um, uh, you know, it's a tough thing, you know, um, Let's say somebody's on hospice. They don't say keep fighting. They say, you know, be at peace. Right. Be at peace. And as much as you liked, I, I, you know, I, I think of my mom. My mom before she died, she had all sorts of different things, and she was a real fighter. I couldn't believe uh, how she just uh, kept on uh, refusing. She had a couple heart attacks, stents, uh, bypass surgery. Uh, she was mugged in her driveway, um, you know, all in her 80s. And she just kept on fighting and would not relent. Uh, and uh, it was just amazing. Even, um, well, anyway, uh, the bottom line is that some, but you want to tell people to fight a lot of times, but sometimes when it's at the end of life, just be at peace, just as you said at the beginning about the quote from David in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And and so it goes back to, to biblical. And remember, too, um, on ethical wills, you got to remember a lot of people didn't have property. It's not like today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so especially women didn't have property. And so how do they teach their children? Or it could be uh, teach whoever. I just mentioned Jesus and the disciples. So it could be any... Um, blessings <clears throat> that you want to teach. You want to teach ethical values, what's mm-hmm. important to you, mm-hmm. and or maybe regrets. Uh, and and you could put that in, in nowadays in any form. It doesn't have to be, by the way, end of life. You could have a recording. 
nowadays you it doesn't have and it doesn't have to be uh you could have a recording it could be at 40 years old or 50 or 60 or 70 or 100 it doesn't really matter there's a organization i belong to that has oral histories of people in the community hmm. uh, in dallas and to say their story in effect that's an ethical will mm-hmm. uh and and it because it, it hopefully teaches us more about what's important to that person and maybe the lessons that they could learn. And, and, and when you think about it, Will, what's, what do you think will be most important? If you pass assets, are you going to remember somebody for what they said mm-hmm. or point. did? Good point. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just think personally, I think about some things that my – father said before he died, and I think about my stepfather uh, for uh, uh, my wife's... uh, In fact, I think about her father uh, had written a note before he passed and saying what was important to him and what his what hurt him, what felt good, Hmm. whatever. And um, that's something I remember. Um, And so... And you, and uh, you did the kind of the uh, the opposite in the fact that you said to somebody you know that's dying, um, "This is what I think," and you should tell us what what you said because I don't know exactly what you said. But mm-hmm. the idea is comfort uh, in that respect, mm-hmm. and what what's important to you. And so, an ethical will, although most people don't have it. When you think about it, it may be what you say or do that could be passed on from generation to generation may be more important than your will. So um, so there's lots of different questions that some people might ask, and here are some of the common ones. And, 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 and you, I don't know that you have to write it down if you want and try to think about it. You know, it's not going to—this is going to take a lot of, uh, you know, thought— Mm-hmm. If this is not something. What is your biggest regret, and how uh, how can your loved ones avoid the same? I don't. I have no idea. Uh, you have to think about it. When was a time you led your by your heart with your heart rather than your head? Mm-hmm. And why and how did that change your life? What makes you happy? What's the lesson? Is there things that make you happy that you can share with other loved ones? What was your biggest failure, and what lessons did you learn that is worth sharing with your loved ones? What enabled you to withstand and move on in the face of your greatest challenge? What advice can you offer your loved ones to guide them when they encounter real adversity? You know, what are you going to say? Never give up? I don't know. What does it mean to be a good person? What is love? Did you ever have to cut someone out of your life? You know, I, I was thinking I, I made a mistake this la- a couple weeks ago. My wife's brother doesn't talk to their mother. And I uh, said, you know, your mother is now in her 80s. Um Maybe you should make peace and talk with your parent. She's not going to live forever. 
Boy, was it I get an earful on that one. <laughs> and I shouldn't, it's none of my business. I just thought it was a good thing for a child to talk to a parent just because it's hard for me to um, see, but I see it all the time. And people have, you know, their wills, they cut out people. That, And I guess it just sometimes you just can't, I, I guess you could understand. Mm-hmm. I just haven't lived in that, so those shoes, so it's hard for me. But, you know, sometimes it may be more hurtful to do have the relationship than uh, to try to continue it even if there's blood. And mm-hmm. I certainly understand that. And I probably made a mistake in, in saying, you know, talk to your mom while, before she passes. Well, your heart was in the right place. Yeah, but it may not have been the right it decision. It may not have been. Well, the problem is not necessarily just... Uh, the person you're speaking to, but their spouse and their children, because if you make peace, you don't know what kind of peace that's going to be. And that person may exploit that situation and then just crush the people you love. And you don't need that. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, and it's it's weird, though, how sometimes little things cause rifts in families. Big time. But I remember. Sometimes it's little things, but sometimes things accrue over the years and decades, too. Yeah, and that kind of keeps building, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of a tough deal. And then you have to, so then you have to say, well, what do I, you know, it gets into those regrets. What can I have done differently? I, I keep on thinking about the movie Avalon, mm-hmm. which was a movie, and there was two brothers, and one of them was always late for Thanksgiving. Dirt. Uh, he and his family were always late for Thanksgiving, hmm. and. What happened was the the brother who had Thanksgiving in his home uh, decided, hey, I'm not going to wait anymore. I'm going to go ahead and cut the turkey. Well, the brother comes in and he said, you cut the turkey without me? <laughs> and that started a rift, which they – and children and grandchildren of that one, the brother who came in late, said, I don't know why we don't talk to our cousins. It was because they cut the turkey without them. Mm-hmm. But on other case, cases, there's one thing builds on another on another, and it gets to be un, insurmountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's just kind of – and so then when you reflect uh, on those type of things, and this does take time, you mm-hmm. reflect on them and say, what could – what do we learn from this? What do we learn from this? What could have been done differently? Do I – even if it was – you don't talk to a parent or whatever. What could he have done differently? What could she have done differently? How can we pass that on so others do not make the same mistake? Well, anyway, so there's lots of different questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be how do you want to be remembered? Uh, is uh, What are your top five sayings? If there's quotes that you may have that says uh, whatever your wisdom or life experience, uh, what would your epitaph say? And if you could speak to your family at the end of your fun- your own funeral, what would you say? Mm-hmm. What would be your final blessing to them? So this is kind of like we were talking about that they did in the olden days, uh, in the biblical days and through medieval times probably. They would, you know, uh, we talked about uh, Jesus and the disciples. We talked about Jacob to his children to be buried in Canaan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Moses said to the people, be holy uh, before he left. You know, uh, So there's all sorts of different uh, biblical things. I'm not, I certainly don't know much about 
the Bible, but I don't pretend to be. But it, it, but the idea is this goes through time. And, you know, of course, like we were saying before, uh, women didn't have property. Uh, how can they pass on things? Uh, and so it's actually a much more a very prevalent for women to have, since they didn't have property, even though they wouldn't have a quote-unquote will, they would have an ethical will to pass on to their children. It could be something about your recipes, for all I know. You know, these are my favorite recipes. Um, maybe there could be, and you could, and this is different, let's say, by the way, from uh, necessarily a legacy letter, legacy letter, which has some uh you could usually an ethical will is to your own immediate family and a legacy letter is kind of like if your friend had written you a letter in your case you wrote a letter to him Mm -hmm. Uh, the legacy letters uh, also have christian roots uh, for saying to anybody uh, you know whatever it is that you feel and that you want them to know and how important they may be it's something to reflect upon and it, it takes a lot of time and effort, but again, do you want your life, you know, man's search for meaning. What is your meaning of life? What is important in life? And then is it is it not, uh, some people might say, well, it's not what you, what wealth that you pass on, maybe your wealth of your knowledge or your experiences that could be passed on from time to time. Have a living legacy, basically. It could be for a charitable organization. It could be what your causes may be. But whatever it is, it's going to take a lot of thought. And so there's even these different books on ethical wills, Hmm. on how you could – and there's all sorts of organizations. Uh, So it could be uh, some of them are just just anybody. Uh, Sometimes it's more of a religious stance. you know, what's important under Catholicism or Judaism or whatever. And so, because these often have, uh, you know, ethics um, is is important, and our morals, uh, our morality uh, is, uh, we think, uh, it should be important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so ethical wills should be maybe kept along with your wills and your end-of-life decision-making. Uh, a lot of times we'll have it in wills, we'll have some different things that people put, but it's kind of the opposite. So I remember we talked about on a show uh, years ago uh, where we had somebody that had uh, believed strongly that, you know, we have God's body, uh, has made our body, so we do not want anybody to have, our loved ones, to have a tattoo Mm-hmm. And so in the will or trust that I did, uh, it said, okay, if my child has a tattoo, they're disinherited. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And and they'll give you a certain amount of time, <laughs> let's say six months or a year, to get the tat- go to Dr. Tattoo Off. Right. Uh, no advertisement for that. Right. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and if you don't, then you're disinherited. Mm-hmm. Trustee. If you should, uh, we're going to check up on you too. Uh, you are to get compensation. However, if you do not have that person, make sure that they have that tattoo removed. If they don't have tattoos, you will not be compensated. Oh and oh. we'll have a trust protector to remove you as a trustee wow. if you do not make sure that they had, they did not have a 
uh, tattoo. So that's kind of a, a, a strong belief that you could have in your will or trust. Uh, and this was a negative thing. We don't want this to happen. This is the lesson to be learned or else. <laughs> right. No, we don't want it to happen. Um, we don't want a lot of things to happen, but that's why there's ethical wills, moral wills, Jewish wills, Christian wills, uh, religious wills, you name it. There's a lot to consider here. It's not just about money and transactions and inheritance. There's more, as Michael said, intangible issues that have to be considered and established uh, to make things the way you want them to be, as Michael's always said, while you're alive and when you pass away. To ensure that you have exactly what you want, that your plan is ironclad and rock-ribbed, attend his next workshop, which is Thursday, May the 11th at 10 a.m. And Michael, tell them all about the next workshop, which is in person, and tell them first where it is. Yes, um, well, it's our office is uh, at, um, by Medical City Hospital, which is close to Forest Lane and Central Expressway in okay. North Dallas. So 75 and 635, as they right. say, in Pennsylvania. Right, okay. right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, an, you know, I'm one of these uh, uh, elderly Texans, mm-hmm. Dallasites, that right. still goes by what I the names as right. opposed to the uh, numbers. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's areas of town. So, oh, there's behind the pink wall. What mm-hmm. you, and most people will say, "What does that mean?" I right. don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're there. Um, and to attend the next workshop, you could either, which is whatever you want to know. We ask people what they want to know. Uh, we write down the questions, uh, and then and two hours, which is free. We answer those questions. We'll have a brief presentation on general estate planning. It could be on Medicaid. Uh, we've never had a question on an ethical will, I might add. We've never had a show on an ethical will, I might add. But I just thought it was um, something that should be considered by people that as if, if it's important to them. Um, anyway, if you would like to go to the free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214 214- Seven two zero zero one zero two. That's two one four seven two zero zero one zero two. Or sign up online at Dallas Elder Lawyer dot com. That's Dallas elderlawyer.com. It's free. If you do go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, uh, we also give you the opportunity to have a free one hour vision meeting, one on one meeting with me. Uh, without also without charge. So in other words, you get three free hours of answering your questions without any obligation by just simply attending the workshop. And you'll learn also from other people as to what their questions may be. It could be on anything. You have no idea. And then you're going to say, oh, gee, I didn't realize that, that could affect me just like that, that I never even thought about. Uh, there, you'll see. It's you know the the important thing is to protect your family and your loved ones uh, in the way that you feel is important to you. Uh, also, I should might add, uh, besides having the two free hours of free legal education, uh, and then the one hour free vision meeting to examine your own plan, uh, the thing that most people are clamoring for, especially as we get closer to Mother's Day, is that free KAAM coffee mug. It's not true. Oh, well, okay. I mean, you should have seen these people say, how many coffee mugs can I have? How can you lie every program by talking about that? <laughs> You've been Miss- lying about those mugs for years now, and everything you say is truthful until you get to that part. Well, you know, Starbucks, there's a Starbucks at every corner, yes. so you need your coffee mug. It's very, very true. Well, we need you to attend Michael's next workshop, which, again, is very educational. 
uh, and very current based on the laws and what's happening. And then it allows you to apply what you can learn or what you do learn at those events, um, any workshop that he has, to your individual circumstances. Sign up for his next workshop, which is Thursday, May 11th at 10 a.m. Dial 214-720-0102, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. I cannot let us end this program without addressing what you brought up. What I said to Keith in Denver is that death cannot hurt you. Death may frighten you, but the Lord has taken the sting out of death. And then we addressed Psalms at the beginning of this program. And I said to him, Psalm 29, the Lord blesses his people with peace. And this is the whole theme of your program about peace. And whether you get it, hopefully you'll have it before end of life, hopefully a lot sooner than later, so you can live out a, a very fulfilled and servile life. Because I believe in giving and serving like you do, and making sacrifices for other people for the sake of mankind and God, not in that order. And I, I know that's your mantra too. I know it. Yeah, and, and I think it's so important. And, and, you know, we just sometimes don't see the forest but for the trees. Well said. And so... You know, and and you know, a lot of times um, we put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I've never heard know, of that before. <laughs> <laughs> so we we really, you know, I know a lot of times, you know, we should put uh, those people who are closest to us, and always try to think what is best for all in a way. Uh, not only it's important to you in your life, and what does your life have meaning and peace, and and really help. Well, this gets into a personal thing. Uh, you know, you like to feel like you make the world a little bit better place, mm-hmm. and hopefully, um, we can keep building on that uh, one little bit good, good deed at a time. I agree. And then finally, Michael, for professional reasons, ethical wills and legacy letters, what are the bottom lines for those uh, well, two Well, I mean, these are not legal documents and anybody could do it. You don't have to go to an attorney to do this. It's something that it's just up to you whether you want to do it. And, and quite frankly, it's not something that people ask me about. But I just thought it just seems, you know, after, uh, you know, we talked about the show and I thought about my brother-in-law who's I have, a, I have a couple brother-in-laws, but one is very ill. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, well, you know, this is kind of a, as we get closer, when we see into life type of things or different things where people have relationships that you feel like maybe we should learn from life's lessons to make things better for others. Uh, that And maybe even uh, passing on things from generation to generation. Because, you know, otherwise... What can you say? Do you remember anything? My grandparents, my grandfathers died before I was even born, Mm -hmm. and I have nothing, I have no idea anything about them. And, you know, is it important to know uh, about your parents or your loved ones? Well, I mean, I don't know. But that's an individual situation. But uh, for those who feel like it's important to have at least whoever your closer relationships are know what's important to you and how important they were to you and whatever it is your memories might be or whatever it is life's lessons that you could pass on, well, I'll leave it up to you as to whether you feel like it's important to do that or not. And it doesn't mean that you have to. I'm just saying that it's something that you could think about is to bring more meaning for not only you and your loved ones, but for future generations as well. That's very well said. Um, Joe, Keith, this program is dedicated to you, and we hope and pray that both of you achieve at a critical level of invaluable peace. 
Michael Cohen, thank you for your time today, sir. Thank you, Don. Leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.